What's up, Garageaholics? It's Jelly Tsunami uh, coming at you uh, for our normally audio-only podcast. Uh, this is the first time we're going to put video. We're going to start to integrate that, especially when we have a guest. we got a guest today here, uh, Jay Jeffrey. He's an Indiana State Hall of Famer for softball. Uh, you guys know him as Varsity, Jay Jeff, uh, the number three. He's got the HOF on the back of his Warriors jersey. Um, you can catch him in the Warriors lineup on Wednesdays. We got him here just to kind of go over softball in general, some things that are happening this season, where he came from, what got him into it. I'm going to take a back seat here. Um, Tsunami and Jay have been boys for a long time. Um, I'm just here to learn today. So I'm going to hop in and go from there. So um, go ahead. All right, well, yeah, I think we should start off with, uh, you know, which I've heard countless stories from you and Mama Bev, but uh, let's start with, you know, what got you into softball, who and and why and what your what your what your why is? Uh, well, just started playing with a bunch of buddies that I kind of grew up with in Elkhart, playing lower leagues. Just we just thought it was just a booze, drink, do whatever. My buddy Petey Fisher, his dad coached us for I don't know how many years, and we just kept playing. Well, I noticed there was upper leagues, and I always was kind of watching. I was like, why am I over there playing? Why am I over here? So I'd go to their their nights that they were playing. And I was always trying to get on, give me a chance, give me a chance. So finally they gave me a chance. And people that were starting to travel, I didn't even know you could go to other places to play. South Bend, Mishawaka, shit, I didn't know. I was playing in Elkhart. Then next thing you know, I got a chance to play and started going to Topeka and everything else like that. So so what's your why? Like why still at 40 years old are you bagging? Throw his age out there. That was good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I got a birthday Thursday too. <laughs> True, he does. Yeah. January seventh is anybody's curious. Uh, I think it's just because I'm competitive. It just I love competing at anything. Um, I'm very driven when it comes to those. Like as a child, I was at anything that I tried. I wanted to be the best, and I love that feeling of competition. And when someone gets the best of me. I gotta figure out why and try to get better at that. I never take it and put my head down. Always strive to just be the best. And I think that's probably because from my older brothers and my sister, always like kind of bullying on me a little bit and driving that kind of that that driven that I don't know that that heart that when it gets the blood pumping when it's on, where it's not another feeling. That like dog, as we call it. Yeah, that dog. Mm-hmm. So you know, speaking of how he said that when somebody gets the best of them. Little did he know a little brother one time in the gym was going to get the best of him. And now you see the Transformer that I created. You see this guy. You see the dad bod. You see the Transformer I created by pissing him off. So I was, I was lifting the 85s, and he couldn't get it up. And then now he's putting up 450, you know, crazy numbers. Um, and it just, you know, I'll sit back and I'll do my reps for the lower weight. But, yeah. I want to interject. Speaking of dad bod, this is a trend going on. I want to know, do you get extra allowance because you got extra kids? I mean. Because you got, like, a double dad bod. Yeah. I don't got no kids. I mean, I got five animals. That's a great so. question. You know, what, what do the viewers think? Do you think the more kids you have, the more you can let yourself go? Or is it like. I don't know. know. Hey, don't let us lie to you. They said the camera only adds 10 pounds, and we only got one camera in here. So <laughs> I told everybody I got a dog dad, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Well, I mean, you got a teenager as a, ki- as a dog. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully. He almost weighs as much as I do. <laughs> truthfully. So let's go into, you know, obviously, great foundation, Street Kids Care, something that has been a 
staple in Michiana. Mm -hmm. um, and then followed by a team that, for what, I mean, I'd say 10, 15 solid years. I know Tatrikas was around longer than that, oh. but 10, 15 solid years of being kind of the English version of Amish softball. You know, the, the version, we'll explain more what Amish softball means, but um, the English powerhouse. So like your Lakers, your Yankees, um, go into that a little bit on how that was and what it did for you um, as a player and as a man. Well. Street Kids started in the 70s. I don't know the exact date right off the bat. And TJ Jorgensen took it over later. Okay. Played, they went to management. You know, and he's the owner of the team or whatnot. Um, but I played against them for many years. And we didn't like each other. It was that competition and really no like. Sure. But I had respect for them because they were good. So, anyways, go play with the Amish for a little bit and kind of got to know some of the guys and TJ was interested and the rest is kind of history then it kind of grew from there to be honest because the the team kept getting better TJ recruited better players and not saying it's like a major team or anything because that really wasn't around then that right. for just being a Michiana kind of local right. and grabbing the best of picking from here and there I mean People knew the name. Well, TJ had a website too, and it was a great website. Got millions of views. Oh yeah, absolutely. Crazy. And uh, when we would go to tournaments, you know, got when like the major stuff started happening, they knew who Street Kids Softball was, and they knew they they had respect for it for just being something very local. And I think that's always kind of what made it real special, because it wasn't always going out trying to get the best player like a big name player that doesn't mean you're the best player you know what right. i mean that shit's weak that's not man that ain't, that ain't right <laughs> and I so think no. i think that's one thing you know because obviously that was when i came into the game seven years ago i kind of got adopted by a lot of those guys and you know in my opinion and who's jordan who was pippin joe will say he's jordan <laughs> but i will go there joe right now not, not publicly <laughs> But so you guys really had that Bulls S team though, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you had Jordan, you had Pippen, and then you had all the guys around who were the Kerrs, the Paxons, the Armstrongs, um, you know, the Cartwrights. Yep. I mean, well, that's no disrespect to our team. No, that's, not at all. That's a good rivalry because how Joe and I are very competitive. We're a lot of saying like that. That was just that's kind of like our thing. He's a yeah. he's you know a big bird to me because like at first he was one of them that I didn't get along with. Okay. You know what I mean? When teams would play these guys locally. Nobody wanted to pitch to them. They were scared. Still, they were still getting hit. You know what I mean? Like, and this was before people really went after middle and stuff like that. And it was just one tournament. Nobody wanted to pitch to them. I said, "I'll pitch." And that's how all that little rivalry got going, or whatever. But you know, onto like street kids caring stuff like that. That's the biggest part, and that's the the best part of being a street kid because no longer that you know I play for them anymore. That was always the best part when you really get to look back at something, how special something was. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to be part of something that was created, and it's just not one person, you know what I mean? Because it was so many memories, and we got I mean, pictures. I think it's, if TJ ever brought the website back, it's just it's a lot up. of good things. Ill, is it? Yeah, okay. it's still up because yeah. when I got into softball, it was three, four years ago, and I didn't know anything. I just heard it. It was like, it was like hearing a superheroes, people that you wouldn't talk about. Yeah. They said... And then that's how I got to meet Jay. He was umpiring up at Niles, and uh, they said, oh, he's a street kid. 
I said, what the hell is a street kid? And they said, those guys run stuff, you know. I said, well, they can't be that fucking good. So what I did is I looked up, I just Googled mm-hmm. it. I, I found it, and then that's where it kind of, there's two, I can tr- um, track my softball trajectory back to two distinct things. Me sitting at home Googling that, going, these guys can't be that good. And finding out, looking at the website and looking at the stats and seeing the accomplishments and then getting into the street kids care. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of tried to patent my Warriors. You know, you guys see the, the tournaments I run that says this is a Warriors production. A lot of that money goes back to charity when I run that stuff. And then you said something to me last March that at first I took it as disrespectful. But then I said, you know, that's a different thing. You said, you know, your guys' teams are good for the softball community. You guys always show up. You're always there. We can count on you guys to be there and be around. And that's where I changed the focus of what we were doing to, well, I don't want to be known as the team that just shows up. I want to be in the, maybe not in the same breath, but as that same idea is, oh, these guys are warriors. He's a warrior. Not like, you know, the same breath that, oh, he's a street kid. Right. And I'm proud of that. Oh, absolutely. You You should be. And I've played with plenty of other great sponsors and other great teams, but I'm proud. I I wear that forever. You know what I mean? That's something special. I mean, when you're at a street kid's care event and a little kid wants to take a picture with you and he tells you you're his favorite softball player. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a softball player that gets paid or needs to have my name on a bat or any of that dumb shit for clout. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that I'll look back and remember. He will so. accept that dumb shit for clout, though, if you guys are offering. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to my family page. We all will. I mean, I, you know, I, I actually got the opportunity on a couple of occasions, but one occasion in particular we did a food drive with Street Kids Care. Um, back probably six years ago when Jay and I really became close. Um, and, man, like, my password for everything is something SKS, number eight. Like, just because it is, it's not about, yeah, it was an aspiration to be a street kid, but even more than that, it was the, the, um, the pedigree and the environment created around street kids and street kids care and what it meant to associate and affiliate with something so great. Because... I mean, you know, there's pictures of kids with cancer, kids with all kinds of sicknesses, and that might have, you might have been the last person that put a smile on their face before, unfortunately, they rose to the gates of heaven. You don't know. Right. Obviously, we don't know what happened to some of them, but I'm just saying, like, that's how impactful of a move that Street Kids Care was, so. Well, that was part of playing for them, though, man. You're obligated to do something like that and, you know, come from a kid from Elkhart. I wasn't that kind of, not that I wasn't raised to do nice things like that, but, like, it changes your life. It those kind of it, if it does really change your life. Then it puts a perspective on things. Then you got to also perform on the field. Right. Like it, street kids wasn't for everybody. Right. Nobody liked you. No. Fuck, I didn't like them before I started playing with them. <laughs> right. You know. So, but then you got to keep yourself in the lineup. Right. Everybody's trying to get on. Who doesn't want to play with the best local team that can still travel and you can still go and compete? in some of the best tournaments without trying to like get onto the conference and stuff like that. Right. That's, you know, that says a lot about a team and a lot of their players. Yeah, you spoke on the conference, you know, it's, you've done that. Mm-hmm. You've been there, um, best of the best. Every opportunity sometimes when you're a B team is just to yeah. get a couple wins and, and get ready for the end of the year. So like speak on that a little bit. Like, do you feel like the conference is, is I don't want to say all it's cracked up because it's obviously great, but or do you feel like you know the, the street kids model of how it was before when there was so many teams and you could play every weekend 
against local and in, in, in Midwest, not necessarily right. so pushed out. What kind of softball do you feel is more competitive? Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing better than the conference. Okay. I mean, that's the best of the best. Everybody's a blue chipper up there. And you find out if you really belong or you don't. Like, you find out real quick if you're a dude that puts the work in on and off the field. There ain't no off seasons. Right. Like, they don't care what your class whatever. These are players from all around the country. And a lot of them get a paycheck. I mean, so they're there to ball. And if they're not balling, they're going to get replaced. Right. So you get the best shot, and you got to give – I mean, if you got to give them your best shot. And that's – that. yeah, the conference is the, is the best. But it's not for everybody, though. Everybody, oh, because they, they want the patch on your shoulder. Oh, man, it's real cool, man, but you ain't that dude. Right. No offense. I mean, there ain't a lot of players up there that aren't that dude. But they got politics, and they know how to talk on message boards, which, touche, whatever, man. Right. I mean – I'm just keeping it real how I see it because I played up there. If, it, if that's the case, catch me in the conference next year because I can talk <laughs> on a message board with anybody. Uh, but for our casual viewers that aren't in the softball community, if you guys want to talk about the levels, kind of give them an idea where you can where you start at to get to, you know, conferences, obviously. So where do you start at? What What's the lowest level you can play? Uh, I mean, B, then it goes B, A, double A, triple A, the major, you know, and then uh, that's the conference. And then yeah, that's the conference. And, then, and you got to be to to be in the conference and have that patch on your arm, like you got to pay like forty five hundred or five five thousand dollars just to be in it. Yeah. Like so that's off the jump, that not per person but as a team, and that covers like five or six uh, tournaments, and I think it covers covers your worlds, but you could play in conference tournaments and be an E team. If you want to pay four hundred fifty dollars a weekend to you know play in a tournament, you know what I mean. And you can be a D team. Well, you'll you'll draw a Friday night game against Rosmondo. Right. Hey, at least you'll get to play three games against the best. Yeah. Hey, and to give you guys an idea where the attitude is a little bit different, when you know we're just talking regular rec ball, um, other guys come in the garage. We're just talking regular rec ball. You notice where Jay started? He said B A major. So to give you guys an idea, you can play all the way down to F. Yeah. You play F E D C. And then you get real serious. And see, you wave me off. But just for you casual viewers, to give you an idea, if you come out on a regular league night, that's probably an F team and E team. I probably wouldn't come on Wednesday, though. Don't come on Wednesday. Pick a different day. That's a a, a W team out there. That's the Warriors out there. But um, just to give you an idea of what he's talking about when he talks conference, that's the top. That's that's the majors. We're playing minor league. major league of softball. You're playing against, like, major league, ex-major league baseball players and – guys that take it very serious and like I said there's no off season like they're taking batting practice they're lifting you know what I mean and it ain't for everybody because like say we stopped playing a couple years ago because the traveling they got too much yeah. it takes you know what I mean like sometimes you know your families get involved and a lot you know what I mean I'm saying that's there's so many great players in this country and there really is and they might not get a chance to play in the conference because of work family schedule you know what I mean those kind of things happen that's what I'm saying. Like, not the conference ain't for everybody. It's awesome. It's it's the best of the best. But it doesn't make or break you if you're a great ball player just because if you don't get the chance right. to to do something like that. You know you mean? Get, I'm very grateful I got to play it for a few years. But you know, shit happens. Life happens, and you just can't do it all the time. You know. If you guys want to get a good idea, just go to YouTube. And these are just two teams. Type in Dan Smith versus Resmondo. You're going to have a 1,000 results. 
and just watch one of those games. They got condensed games where you can watch a whole game in 20 minutes. That'll give you the idea of the level these guys are playing at. It's not just your regular come out, drink beers with your buddy on a Tuesday night. These are 100-mile-an-hour balls coming pretty much every sort. And you have to be, I mean, like you said, giant you have, men, bro. They yeah. look like WWE wrestlers. Yeah, you have to be <laughs> you know I mean? ready like, to go and get hey, it every time. That is part of our demographic. You guys follow Braun Strowman. His dad is one of the most prolific softball players of all time. Yep. Um, I know. I don't know if he still carries, but he had the record for home runs in a season, things like that. And somebody asked me uh, the difference. Oh, it might have been, and he doesn't watch this, so I can say it. It might have been when Gator was trying to get on the street kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To give you guys an idea, I cut one of my, I don't say worst players, but worst for the team players, and he asked Jay how he got on street kids, and he just he thought he was being punked that day. But I, I asked him. I said, have you ever hit 750 against the best competition? Because I looked up Jay's stats before this, and I don't have them all on hand, but 750 for a season. Like, 755, I think, is what it was. And I'm like, you don't hit 755 on Sunday nights in Niles. <laughs> like, if I spot you walks. So that's, that's the level. I mean, 755, think about that. That's failing less than one time out of every four at-bats. So... This year, now that we talked about street kids, uh, things have, have changed. Um, you know, and when street kids did bring Amish to street kids, you've got a lot of wins, a lot of accolades. A lot of great players out there. A lot of great players. So, in the Amish world, we talked about it. So, Amish English softball is one of those things like uh, Cain and Abel, David and Goliath. Um, <laughs> It just doesn't mix. I mean, but when you gain the respect, um, which Jay and I have of a lot, and, and Joel's starting to get as well, he's, when, you, when you gain the respect, they start sending you Facebook requests. And they come in bunches, lots and lots, <laughs> and lots of bunches. Um, you know, when you gain the respect, it's, a, it's a, a community with everything that Jay spoke on. I mean, these guys, they literally go to work, and if they, if they don't go to work yet because they're not old enough, they do their chores, and they play softball. They take BP, and they take BP. And this isn't a one time or two times a week. This is a five, six, seven days a week and play league on top of that. So I'm a softball, very talented. They don't have baseball, so they don't grow up uh, with some of the opportunities that we did playing baseball. They play softball, and the girls can hammer it too. <laughs> so don't if you see an Amish league, don't think because it's a girl league, you're going to go out there and do something because they don't cry hey, in softball. Hey, the Amish – the Amish are just like when I started, and when I, if you guys know, if I get my teeth sunk into something, I'm going to find out everything I can about it and dig in. But same thing with street kids. People said, oh, don't, you don't want to play the Amish. I thought it was a joke. And then we played an Amish team one time in a tournament we went to we should have never been in. And I'm talking an E team, maybe F team, F plus maybe. We show up, and it looked like the 1927 Yankees took the field. They went single, single, single home run, single, single, single home run. We were playing an unlimited tournament. And we were down by 60 runs in two and a half innings. And I just called game. Get off the field. We're not playing. <laughs> it was awful. So when they're talking about it, it's serious. And they take it serious. And yeah, they, they got a farm system. And it's, I mean, when the kid gets moved up from the different levels, which we're about to talk about, and they make it to the next team and then the level above that, I mean, these are phone calls that go out. And then family has parties. They get excited. Their parents are proud. This is like getting drafted into the MLB for them. So with that said, how about you talk about what has uh, emerged through the 2020 offseason? Uh, well, like I kind of spoke earlier, 
I'm no longer playing with Street Kids. Okay. Street Kids is no longer a team this year. Uh, we gave it a couple. We, we came back, gave it a run for a couple years. We just couldn't get it going again. Not not the way that Mike really wanted to bring it together. And who's Mike? Just Mike Bailey. Okay. He was our coach. That TJ trusted him to, you know, coach the team, and he's got the respect of everybody. He did his best of recruiting and playing and bringing like a lot of the guys that's played with street kids, whatever. And see if we give it a run for a couple years at it. You know, it, we didn't we didn't achieve what we really wanted to achieve as a team. So, you know, obviously it had to be a hard decision for some people, or whatnot. And Mike being the coach, I mean, it's not easy for him. You know, I mean, you don't want to give up on nothing. You know, not your brothers. You yeah, 10, yeah, absolutely. Those are my brothers for life. I mean, yeah. I love them all. You know, like and they're my friends for life. You know. But the opportunity came to me about playing with a few other teams. I had to make a decision where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. After I went and played in the 35-plus major, I knew I, there was something missing. I needed to get back into the U-trip game and whatnot. The side of just, you know, things that happened, I needed to stay around Indiana and local more because of family stuff. But I went there to and I I had to get back at it. So I broke the news to Mike. I said, Mike, this is something I gotta have. I gotta have this back. I need that juice. You know, and then talked to a couple teams and made a decision and went with uh, DNR softball out of Topeka. And we're gonna you know those thing we talked about playing uh U Triple S A in One Nation. So getting my fix back you can say <laughs> so yeah and there's a merger with some of the street kids players going to them so that being said hopefully it's going to be a great season you know I hope and so more too. traveling so, okay yeah so i, I gotta I, for the people okay. i gotta bring this up silverbacks arguably had the greatest single season in the history of Michiana softball. I can't speak for the country. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, for Michiana I think, I think softball. They beat our record, the street kids, year from 2011 or 12, something like that, man. But that was a hell of a team. Yeah. So, and there's a lot of respect. Don't get me wrong. But when it's on the field, it is literally like Spartans going to war. Okay? So, I get that. So, I mean, how, what is your guys' approach to... To, to them and I mean, are you throwing silver bats? Are you gonna dethrone them? I mean, what's <laughs> dethrone in silver bats? I mean, come on, like we, well, people want to know. Mean, I want to like, beat everybody wrong. Right, right. You know what I mean, I don't want to lose to you. Well, I, I mean, know, I don't want to lose to nobody. I've had to, but you know, I got I got a bad love for a lot of. I mean, for everyone on that team, I do because I've got to see them come up in the game. Though, right. I've gave them countless L's in the game. Right. Shit goes around, comes around. Hey, maybe I deserved a couple of those I took last year from them. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what I mean? You take it on the chin and you grind and you figure out a way to try to get a couple dubs off them. They didn't give up too many like that last year. So. No, they did not. But, no, but I'm really proud of those dudes. But, I mean, I want to beat them just as I want to beat anybody on the field, though. I mean, there's no difference. I'm Like I said, I'm very proud of those kids coming up. They grind. They put a lot of work into oh, it. I get the Snapchats of them lifting weights. BPN and everything, so yeah, yeah, and I'm proud of them too. You know, I, I got the opportunity to play them when they were Cedar Creek, 
Mm-hmm. And then I played against them when they were silverbacks, and yeah, I took beatings every time. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and I don't want to, yes, there's names that I know. I don't want to say them all out there because I don't want to leave any of the other guys out because they're all great. Yeah. I mean, none of them, yeah, I think the oldest most, one's 23. Mostly Amish, right? All. Silverbacks? All, well, yeah. other than Marcus Mullet. I yeah. believe he's, used, his family was Amish, but. Yeah. Um, he showed but, up to a tournament with wax our ass too. Blueberry, <laughs> Blueberry Festival last year. Twenty, all twenty-three years old or younger. Marcus might be twenty-five, but I mean, but, yeah, they're all, all the old guy on the squad. Twenty-five. They're all kids, right? Um, and so I don't want to exclude any of them. And I'm sure this year, Fourth of July, Topeka might take a whacking from again. You know, <laughs> I, but I'm a battle though. Just know that. Hey, the best part about softball um, is you got to walk between the chalk. Yeah, you got to show up. It's tossed under him. Yeah, <laughs> and so. With that said, you know, DNR, um, you know, I think you guys got some really great pieces. You know, I, I got the opportunity this summer, um, you know, Davey, Joe, uh, my guy, Wayne. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah, Love that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, talk about the dynamic of, of where do you feel the team chemistry will be? I know that's a tough question mm-hmm. just because you haven't got the opportunity to actually step between the white chalk. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like – you guys that are coming from street kids, obviously veterans, are going to add like leadership silently, or do you feel like it's a like? What do you feel like the camaraderie okay. of the team is already? Well, I've played with them before, so maybe a little different with me, but I don't know. Like we've all been around each other for a while, though. Like you know what I mean? Like me just saying, I'm proud of Silverback. Man, I'm super proud of what DNR pulled off last year. Yeah. Winning the ASA conference and taking second at nationals. Yeah. I mean that's very impressive, and I'm. I was texting them dudes how proud I am of that. And, but saying that, I played a few terms with them previous, the couple years uh, in NSA. They picked me up for, I think it was Supers. Worlds and Supers, two different years. So, you know, as I'm playing with them, I'm picking up on, you know what I mean, how they like to do stuff, how they go about it, whatnot too. So as, you know, as I'm playing, I'm taking notes. Okay. So with me, a little bit different. And the thing is, like, we've really known, like, Davy Joe, you know what I mean, Get got to know Wayne a lot better over a year and a half. But, like, those dudes and, like, the sponsor, Willie, so, mm-hmm. you know, I've really, I've got to know them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. So we can have conversations, like you and I can have conversations on the field and off the field. So hopefully everything goes about And, like, and with – I think Mike and Davey are doing this a little bit together, like co-coach, whatever. They've both been there, so it's not all on Davey, not all on Mike. So I, I think it's a, a, a real easy transition. Okay. It will be in my part because I think we all have one goal, and that's just to win ball games, right. And we all can keep each other accountable because we're all, when we're not around each other, we're trying to make ourselves better for the team. Right. You know what I mean? BP. You know, working out, doing whatever we got to do to at least give ourselves a chance on Saturdays to be the last team standing. Well, I'd have to second that quality of yours. I mean, some people, you know, obviously, as he stated in the beginning, we're super close. I mean, mom is like our mom, you know. So, fam, brother Joe calls me brother. Like, So, anyway, but some people don't. They know, you know, the party boy, the fun guy, the guy that likes to have a good time. <laughs> Cat's out the bag now. But, but well, yeah, I had to let everybody out. But they, that's why they call him Farsi. But, um, but they don't know how, and I've experienced it firsthand. I know that Jay gets the most out of me every time I step on the field with him. I mean, believe it or not, this big body leads off to this guy. 
when I play with him, but he knows that I'm going to get a base hit, and that's his expectation. And he leads by example, but he also he, he motivates me to be my numbers better than his number. And, and sometimes he doesn't even say it. He also can mentally destroy you where he'll just say, well, a little, just a little, you know, just a little, no, no cuss words, <laughs> nothing disrespectful, but he'll let you know he's there and, you know, he'll, he'll pick on you. So I think that it's going to be a great addition to, especially because so many of those guys, Joe, Davey, Wayne, um, what was the guy from Choice uh, for Kenny's going to play some and... What was the guy you know, from uh, Tosin Thompson? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? So They're all younger, you know? So yeah. I feel like you, Bailey, I don't want to put everybody else out there unless you want to, but that, those guys are going to be able to give them uh, that same will to, like, right. I well, got, so I'm 750 this week. I want to be 850 next week, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and just keep keep building on it. Well, the, the thing is about, like, not everybody's as vocal. Like, everybody knows their things, like, you know, G. G leads by example. You right. know what I mean? He doesn't really say a lot or whatever. Great one. Joe, Joe, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey, you know, he doesn't – he plays very intense, but he don't really say a lot. You know, right. David might say a little bit more because he's used to coaching or something like that. Right. You know, Mike will probably say more because he's used to that role. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to take over the team or nothing like that, but, like, in the dugout – you know what I mean, I try to be a leader in there, right. you know, and, you know, if I'm having an off game, it doesn't mean my off game's got to affect your game. Right. You know what I mean? I got to find and still be the best teammate and find our way to still get this W so I can get my shit together and I start playing better. Right. Yeah. No, completely understand. Um, so, you know, for, for you, Joel, what kind of impact has – Softball, I, you, you, you kind of spoke on how it's molded you and made you hungry and really want the game. But what kind of impact is seeing softball from, you know, Jay's perspective? And I guess you could throw mine in there if you want. Um, what has it done for you as a whole? Well, what I've found in the community is, I mean, you guys see me. Um, like I said, I, I like to say I'm like a, an obese Rudy. I'm five foot nothing, but I'm 400 and nothing. Um, I haven't had the, the talents that these guys have to get on the field. Like, I'll dick around and I'll get out there and, I mean, I, I can hit 752. It's not going to be impressive. It ain't going to go very far, but I'm going to be on first base. But where I find myself is this role of, of running these teams. And you guys have kind of seen um, where I take I, – I just found a niche. Um, and I can still be competitive. I can still get out there. Um, I got to give Jay a lot of credit. I mean – Jay, if you tell them how bad my first team was at Niles, how many worse teams have you seen than that team? And that's no disrespect to you guys. You know we were terrible. Man, I don't want to put my freshman Corey on blast. That's so funny. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on the first team. The first team was one and nineteen, and we took a picture when we got one. There were 18 guys in that they picture. Broke the and selfie I, rule. I didn't yeah, know you could yeah, do that. There were 18 Damn. guys in that I'm picture. I'm not allowed to take a selfie, get a second place anywhere like that. I'll get frowned upon for that. There were 18 guys in the picture. They all hit that game. I hit 18 guys. I was at the point where I had 86 guys that played on my roster during a season. Just couldn't find that 10 to get a double. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't. We figured, found we, 18. We figured it out. But we – we changed some pieces. It made me want to be a part of everything. Um, having, like, like I said, I brought Jay onto the team last year, and 
I tell you what, cross a bat in a dugout. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. I'm diving in head first, don't know anything about the game, <laughs> and we're half an inning in. He said, "If we're gonna fucking play together, we're gonna do it the right way," and then we take the field. We're in a league that doesn't matter for anything, and we're cutting people. Like that, it was like just show up, be there. If you're gonna be there, be there. And it's just it's reinstilled things that the drive I had like when I was in high school wrestling, and I wanted to win, and I wanted to be the best. And it's just that that feeling. To give you guys an idea what I'm doing this season, I'm running Niles, obviously, director up there at Tyler's, and we'll talk about that a little bit, what we're going to be doing this season up there. I'm running the Warriors during league, but on my off Saturdays, Jay extended, hey, why don't you ride with me and bang and see how it's done at a higher level. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to be the guy, um, Matt, too, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I thought you were just going to be leagues. I didn't know we were going to do anything competitive. Well, what am I out here for? You know, that's what it's gotten me to do. I've, I've been asking a million questions, and I want you to talk a little bit about uh, Paco. I met, I got, you guys know I threw the party New Year's Eve. We had 30-some people here. The second wave hit, like a <laughs> tidal wave. I couldn't even get in my garage because they had my door open. My dogs are running out. But I got to talk to Terry for probably 30 uninterrupted seconds. And I told him, I said, I need to have more conversations with you to learn more about exactly what you're talking about about team chemistry building a team what it takes to get to the next level things like that because i don't want to be known as the guy that runs an e team runs an f team i can have as many league championships as possible you guys want to see this bowling wall over here it doesn't matter i've won everything that has to do in that but never at a high level just kind of stopped and that's where i lost the passion so uh, i want you to talk about that a little bit because i know you wanted to talk about paco a little bit in this video so Oh, well, yeah, well, I'm very grateful for what Terry's done for my softball career because just being a good athlete or whatever just not going to get you somewhere, you know, and I don't, he took a liking to me a long time ago and still don't know why, but I'm grateful for it. But Hey, you got that flip a coin. You meet your ear on one side or the other. You're one of the most polarizing figures I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Uh, well, and nobody's gonna disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, he took a liking to me, but anyways, I, I like up at a tournament in Kalamazoo and watching teams play or whatever, and that's how Terry and I became friends. But and I play with a lot of great players, like I really have, and this is no disrespect to any of the great players that I've played with. Terry is the best player I've ever played with. Because he plays both sides of the ball, and he also is a great guy in the dugout. Like any hustles, runs, like he did all these things, but he also made you better. He wasn't just there to get stats and be patted on the back because no one remembers a loser They're trying to win. You know what I mean? Be that dude. Well, I got mine, <laughs> but we just took it out. Well, what the fuck's that mean? You know what I mean? That doesn't mean shit. You went four for four and you had, what, a couple solos and a two-runner? That ain't doing shit for the team. So, anyways, I learned that from Pac that you got to hit that hole. you got to be able to do this. Even when they take that away, you got to be able to hit that then, even if you're not comfortable. That's what makes good players great players. Uh, and that's, you know, with Pac, and, you know, I get to represent Suncoast softball because of Terry because Terry believed in me, you know, so, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, and I, I mean, 
Paco's like a dad to me because of Jay being a brother to me. And no disrespect, like he said, I mean, I, <laughs> I played against Brandon Dillon. Guy had his, his own bat. Well, had his own bat. You know, Indiana top great of all time. I played against with Premier and with Brock and Clay. And I mean, tons of great people. Uh, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but Terry is also the best player I've ever played with because of the reasons Jay said. He literally can do anything. And he's still, right now, at his age, which I won't disclose. <laughs> uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll throw Jay on the bus. Hey, 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 well, he's a brother. Hey, he's a dad. Okay. He's mid-50s and still give you guys work. <laughs> yeah. He will still give That's you the work. Like, so uh, two years ago, he came down, playing the conference one day with Street Kids. And it's, it's the Indiana Conference ASA, right? And the man still had the team in average at 50 years, over 50 years old. And he just, and he doesn't, I mean, he still's got the power to hit it out. But, I mean, he literally just... And then he'll still go, well, he didn't then, but in his, in his 15 over where he's, you know, sun close and he has his own bat, he still plays the outfield. And these guys are using senior bats, hitting hard balls, and he's still hawking it down. He's going to Florida in like a week, right? Two weeks? Something like that. Dude's always playing. Yeah, two weeks a week. He's going to Florida to play in a huge tournament. I mean, it's just, you don't do... What, and he's so naturally gifted. You just don't do what he does unless you well, no, really the understand game, the game. He, I mean, he's very it. competitive, and he loves playing. Like, yeah. you know, that's something, you know, I can relate to Pac with. So, like, when we get together and we hang out and talk and stuff like that, it is, you know, one of those kind of brother relationships and stuff like that. And I take a lot of what he says in, and I appreciate it. I'm not yeah. one of those dudes to take shit for granted. So, I, you know, those conversations always stick with me. Well, I mean, like I said, I talked to him for – and I was inebriated. We were all inebriated, but for like 30 seconds. And the biggest thing I took away from it is you talked about those guys that want to go, you know, four for four and talk about me, me, me. He said, you know, um, he talked kind of the ups and downs of the street kids, what kind of happened. And he said, you know, we were drawing the best players from around. And sometimes you get to that point where you just don't have that chemistry. No. You got a lot of guys that are out to get theirs, and yeah. at the end of the day, you don't get yours. Right. If you don't get yours, then nobody got theirs. And they I want to point a fucking finger at somebody, like, well, I did my job. Yeah. You still took it. Well, you did do your job. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't make the players around you better. My- that's, that's what a great player does. A great player makes everybody great around them. They just don't put up these stats and, and just think they're that dude. Like, if you're just going to sit there and play catcher and you're going to bang the ball, you can't really catch the fucking ball when it's thrown at you or toss it back, but you can sit there and hit it fucking 400 feet. Well, congratulations. What happens if your team needs a backside single, you know, when you're out of home runs or something like that? Can you get that? Do you even practice that? That's, you know, that's what a great player to me is, that, you know, somebody will can do it all and, you know, and then holds other people accountable. You know what I mean? you got to be that dude. You can't sit there and talk all that shit and not put the work in and at least attempt to do that. Like, no. It yeah. just doesn't work like that. Not not in my eyes. Not the way I, I look at it. The, the biggest thing that um, I've noticed putting these teams together and kind of, you know, I've had to cut some fat. I've had some, had some difficult conversations this year. Um, but the biggest warning sign for me when somebody asks to join one of my teams is, all they want to do is talk about hitting. And then I ask them what position they play, and the first thing they say, oh, I'll play anywhere. And they have no idea about what their fielding stats were. And those are those guys that go four for four, and then you ask, okay, so you contributed five runs. How many did you give up? The guy that can't feel his position, the guy that's just out there to fill a body, or the guy that instantly 
offers to EH, those are the guys that you got to stay away from. Yeah. Like it's, and like I said, I'm learning at a, a very steep learning curve because I've only been in the game a couple of years, but you start to figure it out real quick. Well, I do a lot of pitching, and I hate walking somebody. Yeah, you might get squeezed sometimes and shit happens with an umpire or whatever, but, I mean, you're the one to blame. The ball's in your hand. You know, that's an error on the pitcher. You know what I mean? You got to least you got to least make them hit their way on. You just can't give away free base hits. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It is what it is. But as a pitcher, your job's to throw strikes and make them hit it through your defense and just be that good. You know what I mean? If I give up a bunch of walks, walks constantly, that's an error on me every time. Mm-hmm. So you got to play both sides of the field. Yeah, and in most situations I've been in, an error is three runs. Almost every time, so it turns into a crazy, you know, a crazy situation. And and I think that's one thing that people don't understand how accountable a lot of softball players take it. Like, for myself, personally, I know my issue is a weight issue. If I change my diet and lift and work out, the other stuff is is there. Defense, obviously, I would be able to do more. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's on me. And But I'm I'm open and honest to admit that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then for you... You take it as, well, I'm not going to allow that to happen, so this is why I do what I do, you know? And then for you, you, you know, you take it as, well, I want to be competitive, and so now you've worked on your weight and things like that, and we're, we're doing that together. Side you note, you Jelly and Tsunami are, are doing some things. You might see two stick figures come next year. I'm about to start a biggest loser thing in the, <laughs> so he can shut up about this new thing he's trying to get me to buy, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, you, you figure it out. you got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Believe me, and this is... Coming from me, you can only scorpion so many times on the way to first base. And these guys have been here for it. Man. You guys don't think I can touch my ankles and my ears? It's happened. I've <laughs> this way. It. I've witnessed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I met Tsunami. Yeah. That's actually the story of how I met Tsunami. I was in Jay's Podunk tournament up in Ben Harbor. <laughs> and I tore a calf coming out of the box. And I didn't have any extra players. We had 10 players. I was in street clothes. <laughs> tennis shoes. Yep. <laughs> I had to go up with a torn calf because you can't can't get his shoes dirty. You got to find cleats. <laughs> now I know why. But they made me swing a bat with a torn calf because he can't change his shoes in time. That's a different story for a different day. But hey, we got to break him in. We got to break him in. So I think you know. I mean, is there anything that you you know wanted to just freestyle a little bit? Uh, nothing comes out, man. This is your guys' thing, man. I'm just hoping this takes off for you guys. I know how passionate you guys are for this and. I think you guys are doing a great job. It's good for, you know, Michiana and whatnot. And I know there's a lot of people that want to get on and give their side of the little bit of stories here and there. And you guys watching it, I'm going to be sharing this uh, to a bunch of softball pages. Um, I am looking to have some conversation. I know that you guys know them, but um, directors, uh, ASA, NSA, U-Trip, uh, if you want to get your word out, it doesn't necessarily have to be on a podcast. We can probably do a remote, you know, Zoom call, things like that. Just what's coming up for your upcoming schedule. Uh, I think competition is great. I mean, I'm a director, and I, I don't think I'm going to fill the place every Saturday. There's going to be softball going on all over the place. So as long as all the diamonds are full, that's all I care about. Uh, I want to get people out as many places as possible. Um, you guys now know where you can find Jay this season. You know, he talked about it with DNR. Um, now, I do have a question before we leave here. What level are you guys playing? We're going to play... I'm not the man behind the. <laughs> but what I, think, I think we're going to play CU trip. I think so. 
if it if it works out. Um, and I don't know if we're gonna play much else, maybe some festivals or something like that. And then. So, you guys, what level are you guys playing? Because we're all one big family on Wednesdays, but we're split up competitive this season. So when you guys with Punisher, what, where are you guys playing with that? So for One Nation, which is primarily what we're going to play, uh, we'll be in D, so that'll be a level below J and DNR. But don't take that at level below as like, oh, yeah, Tsunami's just a level below. There is a big jump between C and D. When it comes to winning, yes, there's C teams we could definitely beat. But to be the champ, there's a there's a huge gap. I, I always say C is really B, B is really A, D is really, you know, like, it just depends well, on where you're the, at. Well, the U-Truck game, the One Nation game, is a lot different than Absolutely. just a Chucky Duck. And I'm, that's no disrespect to any no. kind of softball. It's just different teams, different approaches to the game. Right. You know, ASA all, you know, has a different ball, different bat. Right. You know what I mean? Which has made that game. I love the ASA game. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, the U-Trip game is, is a whole lot different. It's a yeah. little bit different hump in the ball. Right. So, you know, a lot of the... You know, still hitting the ball and catching the damn ball, but you know what I mean? But it's just you'll play probably different teams, and when you play that, there's just more traveling to it. So we got that, and so our first tournament is January 29th, actually, in Tennessee, um, in Nashville. And then we got a banger come March. Probably, Probably the biggest tournament, single tournament. We're not talking, you know, if you break all the... ABC championships down, but the one single biggest tournament of the year is the Mojo uh, by Juno Athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that oh, in March. Yeah. 450 teams, 157, yeah. I believe. Cliff runs some ours. good tournaments up there, yeah. man. Shout it's out to Imagine. Oh, no doubt, man. He throws some banger tournaments yeah. up there, man. Like, it's always great competition. You can find something up there. Well, as long as this COVID bullshit, you know what I mean, right. falls through and the world gets on track again, dude. It's yeah. always something's nice. always jumping out there in Ohio for and, sure. And those yeah, th- I hate that damn state. <laughs> and uh, for uh, these guys are talking things that are national. You guys know I'm trying to blow things up in Tyler's. Um, the first big thing we're run- the first two big things we're running um, Easter weekend. We're running a women's tournament. I got nine out of the ten teams. I'm only capping it at ten because it's a one day. I don't want anybody playing on Easter. Um, so if you guys know of any women's teams looking for a tournament to play in, um, that's a great season starter. Um, these guys talked about January and March, April 24th uh, at Tyler's. I'm running a two-day tournament, three-game guarantee, 20-team max. It's $250 to enter, $350 if you want unlimited home runs, which most of the people interested are going to do. Um, right now, slated with 20 teams, it's scheduled to pay out $1,000 plus to first place. Um, hey, it's, it's local. It's paper roster. You show up. Get your team tuned up for the season Just and win ball. some money. Just play ball. And it's out at Niles. We always have a good time out at Tyler's. Absolutely. Um, I was going to go into in the video, but we're running a little long here. Look this week from the Tyler Sports Complex page. I will be posting what we're running for leagues. I do plan on opening registration for six days a week. I will not do Saturdays. Um, if I get enough interest, I can run a league every week, every night of the week. I know for sure we'll have Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday. Uh, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday um, so far, but if I got interest on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll run it. I don't care if it's senior ball, church league, women's, co-ed, 
Let me know what you want to run. Kickball, I don't give a shit. I got three diamonds to use in the fill. So you guys come out. We'll have a good time this season. So he said, if it ain't about the money, <laughs> bro, don't be blowing me up. Also, if, you got, if you're an umpire and you want to umpire, I got plenty of spots available. Don't take any money out of these guys' pockets. They will umpire. And remember, they're not out there for a, a bunch of money, so don't give them any shit. Um, and scorekeepers, I'm looking for kids that are looking to learn the game and learn to keep score and keep book. Um, I will sign off on volunteer hours that will go towards your college education. So um, that's all opportunity up there at Tyler's. Just get a hold of me, send a message to the last take garage, and I can get a hold of you. And I just want to say, you know, from that take on Niles, this man will put his heart and soul into Tyler Sports Plex. And I know right now uh, he's got we got a lot of work between the two of us. Our buddy TK, I'm sure Jay will be out there because he's umpire too. We got a lot of work, but I'm, I promise you by the time it's done, his goal, and, and Jay will agree with me, Butch Lehman, one of the best directors in the United States, his goal is to be Topeka. It, it'll take time, but stay with him, give him your best, and he's going to give you his best all the time, I guarantee it. Cheapest league fees around, just letting you know. So, That's with it. that said, Jelly, Tsunami, Jay, out. All right, now we got to change the studio.